You're listening to the Unhelded News and Review and Pharisee Watch brought to you by We Hold These Truths. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Just as in Jesus' day, Pharisees still walk the earth. Among them today are the celebrity Christians who support wars in the Middle East to protect Israel. In our Pharisee Watch portion of the program, we feature stories about the unchristlike acts of these modern-day Pharisees. Our programs are led by Charles E. Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, and author and editor of the Pharisee Watch, and unheralded news features on our website, whtt.org. Joining Chuck are four other founders of We Hold These Truths, Travis Steele is the owner of Steele Engineering. Mark Horton is the president of Ultra Clean Corporation. Chuck McCollum is the owner of Oakshade Development. And Tom Compton is a retired sales engineer and your announcer. Our reader is We Hold These Truths faithful volunteer and dramatist Leslie Ford. Welcome to our podcast. In today's Pharisee Watch, we've got some dynamite news here. Unless you've been under a rock, you've probably heard that the Standard & Poor's rating service has downrated the U.S. government's rating from AAA to AA, and this has serious consequences, and we've seen the reaction. Leslie, would you read the piece for us today by Chuck Carlson? Sure. Standard and Poor's Down Rate and the Dollar Tsunami, A Scheme for a World Currency by Charles E. Carlson. Standard and Poor's is not alone, is far from being independent, and is anything but respected. On Friday, August 5th, it announced it was downrating the U.S. government debt. This precipitated a two-day stock market tsunami of liquidation until Tuesday afternoon, August 9th. Then Federal Reserve Bank figurehead Ben Bernanke announced an unprecedented promise that the Fed would guarantee to keep interest rates at near zero through 2013. This is like guaranteeing farmers what the weather will be. It is a gift to the banks who can now plan on free money for nearly three years. The American people do not get free money. They must continue to borrow from Wall Street at bank rates, and it is no surprise that this brought a flash recovery to the stock market. Banks will now borrow free money from Ben Bernanke and buy stocks to hold through 2013 without investing a dime. The problem is that this Bernanke scheme sets up the chessboard for the sure and total demolition of the dollar in world markets. Two and a half years from now, the dollar will look like ground zero at the World Trade Center, ashes. There is no way to predict how high consumer prices will go. Standard & Poor's is an integrated part of the Wall Street money laundering and marketing team. It acts as the confidence or PR man for security salesmen playing mirror, mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all with hundreds of companies and municipalities who want to monger securities to the public pension plans and mutual funds that most of us own in our 401k. S&P legitimizes bond and stock sales rating the issuers. It, along with Moody's and Fitch, 
rate everything under the sun for a fee paid for by the organization being rated. It is a 100% conflict of interest. Raters operate within this Wall Street code of non-ethics, which seems to mean anything for a price. In the years leading up to the 2007 mortgage crash, S&P rated a swarm of schlock mortgage securities, each one manufactured from an overflowing bin of dubious mortgages issued by banking giants, including Bank of America, Lehman Brothers, Merrill Lynch, AIG, and Goldman Sachs. Most of these collapsed in spite of their lofty ratings. Nearly everyone but Bernard Madoff got a thing from S&P for a fee, and Madoff probably did not ask. LT2 would have been wearing a AAA stamp as he marched off to prison. S&P's rating of the U.S. debt means nothing because the U.S. has a franchise central bank owned by bankers who I will call, quote, the outfit, unquote. It has the power to print all the money it needs. How can a country default if it can print its way out of any debt? Printing dilutes our money. Big government never defaults on debt. They just replace the worthless money as it destroyed with a new piece of paper money. European governments have done this thousands of times. Standard and poor's like Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Fannie Mae, and more all take their cue from the outfit. I do not mean Ben Bernanke, but those who run the Fed and who own most of our congressmen. They are silent and invisible figures above it all. They have names, but they are too big to join clubs or sign their names to documents. I don't know the names of the outfit's kingmakers, and I don't know what they look like any more than I know what God looks like. But I know both God and the kingmakers are there. I can name their acts and feel their breath. God gives for the taking all he has made. The kingmakers take all God's gifts from us without conscience, leaving children in rags. The outfits, kingmakers, put Standard & Poor's up to downgrading the U.S. on Friday night in front of the whole world. They also put Ben Bernanke up to his outrageous promise that will save the stock market but destroy the dollar for all time. The outfits act will not only destroy the dollar forever within just three years, but it will force every country capable of printing unlimited money to either accept a bitter recession or join in destroying its own currency in harmony with the U.S. All who refuse to cast their currency into the trash bin will find their goods and services priced out of the world market with fewer buyers today and bitter recession tomorrow. A rising currency means less exports. Falling currency means rising exports, but higher prices for the folks at home and the destruction of middle-class savings. Americans will pay more for everything they consume because the dollar will be worth much less. The ultimate scheme Most of the world leaders quickly chose to start printing by Monday morning. 
others, including China, held meetings. If S&P has indeed simply carried out a task in a greater plan, what is that scheme? No one at the outfit called to tip me off what to expect next, but there is only one logical answer. The outfit's next phase of the deliberate devastation will be to attempt to install a world currency to replace the dollar, euro, yen, pound, and the currency of every other country that will bow to the will of the outfit. This is how the euro came to be, and every one of the 20 or so members have agreed to allow the European Central Bank to do the printing for each and dictate each member's financial policy. The EU Central Bank dictates how much printing press loans each country will be given to meet its needs. They can borrow, but they cannot print. Every country in the world currency scheme will be asked to surrender its printing press, ours is the Federal Reserve of New York, to the will of a World Bank, and as you know, the World Bank and International Monetary Fund both already exist, but are not yet empowered. America must first be brought to its knees in a dollar crisis. The first half of this crisis was accomplished by the real estate bubble and bust in 2008. The outfit's plan to hold interest rates at zero for banks means unlimited printing for banking prosperity, but a total destruction of the dollar. Some countries will compete rather than join the outfit. China, now the largest economy, will try to forge a common trading partnership with other new independent countries, including Brazil, Japan, Russia, Venezuela, Iran, and any other Arab country left standing in the Middle East. Perhaps this explains why Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Egypt, and Libya are being destroyed in front of our eyes so that they can be merged into the outfit's World Bank system. There is only one antidote. Congress must take over and nationalize the Fed now, arrest its leaders, if they can be found, and charge them with sedition. For this to happen, you and I must take over Congress and throw out 75% of its members, plus the outfit's agents hidden among the White House staff. Ask God if this is possible. Your alternative is slavery to the outfit's world financial system that you can neither define nor comprehend. Thank you, Leslie. That was terrific, Chuck. In fact, it was so good, I'm guaranteed that CNN will not want to air these comments because they hit the nail right on the head here. Yeah, serious it's a situation scary, that we're in. Kind of shocks me. It absolutely is. Well, we've been saying this for a long, long time, and we're not the only ones saying it. There are some other writers, some of them abroad, who are saying something like this. And uh, if there are questions inside uh, the group that I need to address. Let me just throw in here something, Chuck. I just happened to hear Max Kaiser on the Kaiser Report. He's on RT.com, Russia Today, and he broadcasts from Paris typically, but 
last week before the announcement was made by S&T of the downgrade of the U.S. securities, he was in New York. And he said the reason he was there is he was there to watch the financial collapse of the American dollar. Now, of course, he's been one of the people. He's also probably a little bigger voice than we are that has been talking about these issues. So there are, like you, to confirm what you're saying, Chuck, there are a lot of people that are becoming aware. And thank goodness for the Internet that there is opportunities for people to express their views. And there are a lot of schlock views out there, if you if you will. So that's where discernment comes in. And anyway, we hope this makes sense you, to, uh, to people that do read it, and it will be of some help to them. One of the puzzling things is what next. We've we've heard people talk about the destruction of the dollar; it's going down, and we know that there are people planning that, of course, or it couldn't happen. But uh, the idea of what what is going to replace it has uh, has always been something that's not really that well addressed. But we have this mechanism in place since Bretton Woods with the International Monetary Fund. And, uh, by the way, the president of the International Monetary Fund has recently been charged with a sex scandal and a very, a very dubious-sounding uh, accusation, too, in, uh, in New York. And uh, we don't know what his position was, but we know that people who are standing against this are going to wind up being targeted. But the idea of merging countries together into a into a, a new currency solves all kinds of problems because at the present time you have all these independent countries like Japan, for instance, uh, their currency is going rapidly up because they apparently have not agreed to print money as fast as the U.S., so their currency is going up and uh, other currencies are going up, some are not, some are. So merging companies countries together under a, a common currency, of course, makes absolute certainty that there's not going to be any revolt because the central bank then has the ability to pay for whatever they want, whatever kind of police they want, whatever kind of whatever kind of resistance they want. This um, piece in a press TV came from China. This didn't get printed many places, I'm sure, but world discards a dollar Chinese rating company. And uh, there is a Chinese rating company, and they, they were the ones who spoke out here. I guess everybody gets in the act with a rating company. Uh, amid gloomy prospects for the United States' creditworthiness, China's top rating agency says the world is gradually disposing of the dollar as a reserve currency. He goes on and talks about this a little bit. And, of course, we think this is uh, quite natural that Chinese are not going to want to inflate their currency as fast as the United States is inflating ours. So uh, they probably are going to try to forge new alliances and find other people to have as training partners. And you can bet that China won't be in on the new America or whatever they call the new, uh, new currency they have in mind. It, uh, this man said, I think it is the most pressing issue facing the U.S. at the moment is to reflect on the crisis which happened in relation to their debt ceiling. They should get a clear understanding that the continued decline of the debt service capability will eventually result in the outbreak of a sovereign debt crisis. He noted the official in Beijing says a failure by Washington to control its massive debt could put the lives of millions of families within and beyond the U.S. borders in danger. And he doesn't say exactly how, but, of course, that's in danger of hunger, I suppose, would be the best way to look at it. China, of course, I think. one of those who's 
not going to go along with the, I'm quite sure, with the, the inflation that the U.S. has in mind for us. Okay, and an interesting article that kind of ties in with it. This was from Bloomberg News, August the 5th, HSBC to cut 30,000 jobs by 2013 as costs rise. The HSBC is the second largest bank in England. And according to this article, quote, the bank's cost in relation to revenue rose 57.5% in the first half from 50.9% a year ago earlier because of higher staff numbers, wage inflation, and other costs, HSB said in a report, as it reported a 36% in first half Profits. The market is likely to interpret the job cuts in a positive way, said Neil Smith, a banking analyst at Westlake in, in London. HSBC need to keep their costs under control. Chuck, would you like to make some comments on that? Well, this is exactly what we're talking about. The banks are, of course, this bank uh, had uh, enormous profits of, well, they're way up. Uh, they've got them in pence, so I won't try to translate that. But uh, 110 billion pounds is the market value of this company, 110 billion pounds, which is $180 billion. So it's a big, big, big company, and they're laying off all these employees because they really don't have jobs for them. They're making more money than ever before, but they're not making loans to do it. They're not doing traditional banking activities. What they're doing is they're borrowing money from the central banks, at 0% interest or nearly zero, and they're finding ways to invest that at a quarter of a percent, half a percent, 2%, and uh, some of this is short-term and some long-term. What uh, the new Bernanke proposal was, if, if you guarantee that you're going to make this money available for three years, then you automatically allow the banks to make three-year three investments instead of 30-day investments, and this allows the banks to make a whole lot more money because if you invest for three years, you can get uh, two and a half or three percent. And of course, if you deposit your money in the same bank, the HSBC bank, uh, they won't pay you any interest. And if you put in too much money, they're going to charge you a fee for holding your money. And then they're going to turn around and invest it. There's even a strong likelihood that many of these banks will figure out ways to invest in the stock market because they're guaranteed a basically a three-year hold. So they don't have to worry for three years, and uh, and uh, though they're not supposed to buy stocks, you can bet that they'll find so, um, they'll find some sort of subordinates or subsidiaries or something who can who can get them into stock positions with this three-year money. So this whole idea of guaranteeing money for a, for an extended period of time is completely bizarre, and it, it really goes beyond the wildest dreams, and truly can only help, can only destroy the, the value of the currency. Uh, we've seen the dollars being relatively stable in, in the last year or two because the other countries don't want the dollar to go down, so they've been holding it up. But uh, whether or not they'll do that in the future, we don't know. However it's done, whether, our, whether we print lots more money and everybody else prints an equal amount and all the ratios remain the same, uh, that still dilutes everyone because there's that much more money in the marketplace, and that's going to simply make the cost of things a lots, lots, lots higher. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.